now or later. So wonderful to all gather together to worship the Lord. I would like to mention that the flowers today are in memory of the anniversary of Brenda Fox Harris. That was Don and Mary Cowan, and they got married in 1937. So a couple of years ago. <laughs> so beautiful flowers. So thank you. Um, special announcement. Next Monday, which is the 14th, if I check the right calendar, uh, at 6.15, Brother Benno's opportunity to serve breakfast to the folks who are kind of food insecure. If you would like to help with that, either on a, a voluntary basis or on a more permanent basis, um, talk with Mike and Mary Lou Castoro. They'll, they'll make sure that you're on the list so that you'll be able to help food serving that one time a month that our church steps up and helps with that program. Uh, calendar review today, first Sunday of the month, birthday Sunday. So there's, I, I believe there's a list in there of everybody who has birthdays this month so that you will be able to mention it to them somewhere along the line in the month. Uh, Tuesday at Hockey's uh, Bible Study. Wednesday at 9 o'clock is the next Wednesdays in Oceanside. And I think the pastor stepped out. I think we're at Buccaneer Park or Buccaneer Park. From now on, Buccaneer Park. Um, we're, we're having some other people who are in the area express interest. So it, it's a great opportunity to get together and sing some songs and spend time together and be visible out in the community. Uh, Friday at 11.30, Mario, that's this Friday coming up, right? Cafe Rosarita? The 12th? So that's... Oh, at 12, okay. I, yeah, I, I, thought it, I thought it was the 11th, but it's at 12. <laughs> and then next Sunday, um, we of course have service next Sunday morning. And next Sunday at 4 o'clock is the monthly together worship and service. And it's going to start at 4 o'clock. This time there's Kids Club. And there's Next Gen. And there's Potluck with History. So whatever you're bringing to share for Potluck, make sure you've got a story. Um, true story would be good. Uh, about the, the history that goes along with why you selected that dish. And that's all I had, Pastor. That will, that will be next Sunday at 4 o'clock. If you remember the first gathering that I led as a pastor here six years ago, it was this activity. And a lot of people got a lot out of it. And there's a there's a secret that a lot of pastors don't share. Every six years, we can recycle some things. <laughs> and we've got a lot of new faces in here that weren't here six years ago. So we'll hear new stories that we didn't hear six years ago. So this will be a part of our gathering. And our gathering, our, our sermon focus that week will be the power of food. We'll look at the miracle of the fishes and the loaves. We'll look at Christ's uh, sharing of the first Eucharist. And that's the sermon for that night, the power of food. And you, as always, for our together gathering, your participation and interaction is what makes that service go. So please come, bring your favorite dish. Hunter and I have a Saturday planned out of shortbread cookies and pies and and cookie cookies to bring. So um, we're, we're going to have a family experience to talk about a family experience. So it'll be fun. I do want to share with you one more thing, and I'll make a short announcement about this every week because it's important to me. On September the 9th at 9 a.m., if you heard me share at 10 o'clock last week, you did not mishear me. I messed up. Saturday, September the 9th at 9 a.m., we are going to have a special guest leader from the South District to come and train us on what the one meeting model is for church leadership. It's my hope that we discover that this is something that can be functioning for our church, because if it is functioning for, for our church, it will help us shift from having 
eight meetings a month to having one meeting a month, and then we can focus more on ministry and outreach than administration. So that meeting will be on September the 9th at 9 a.m. And here's a plus. I was asked about this last week, so I want to clarify this. If you only want to know what this is about, please come. If you want to be a person on call as a spur-of-the-moment helper, please come. You don't have to want to be a leader and an organizer to be a part of this. This is a new frontier for our church and a lot of others. And wouldn't it be cool if the entire congregation knew how it worked? So anybody from, I just want to learn about it, to give me something to do every week, please come so we learn about this together and we can all see how this will function and move together. So that will be September the 9th at 9 o'clock. And the Reverend Matt Hambrick will be the leader of that gathering because here's the secret. I'm going to be learning about this too. This is new for me. But I feel that we'll be able to have our administrative needs care more efficiently. We can focus on ministry more and put more energy into that. And wouldn't it be cool if we went out more instead of worrying about the building? It would be very cool. So that's my prayer. And speaking of prayer, it's time for our opening prayer and concerns. Is there any prayer requests for today? Again, as I share frequently, no prayer request doesn't mean that there are not prayer concerns. And the unspoken prayers are sometimes the deepest and most penetrating concerns. So today, as we share for those concerns that have not been shared, Precious and loving God, be real in all things. Move in all things, care in all things. Be our comfort giver. In your son's precious and loving name we pray, amen. And as the light of Christ comes in and, and joins us, let's enjoy our time of meditative music. Let's come over and have our time of, of children and over here on our mats and we'll have a great time. I do want to share, there was one announcement that I did share, and that is we have communion kits up here. I know that not everyone is quite ready yet for the intention. So I want to make sure that we have an option for everyone. So at the end of communion today, you can either take communion from me or come over here for the individualized cups because I want to work through everybody's comfort level at communion. So if you don't want to dip, if you're not ready to dip yet, I'm not either. So there's extra here. Hi, how are you doing? You're way more important than my announcements. Have I ever
ever showed you my soul? Have I ever showed you guys this? This is very special. My mother-in-law made this soul for me, and it was a gift when I was ordained. And once upon a time, it didn't have this logo. Have you ever seen anything that looked like this? Yes. It's outside. It's our tower for our church, huh? This stole is about my entire journey. This is a logo of Lone Oak Baptist Church. This is where I went to church in college. And this is the First United Methodist Church of Bristol, Tennessee. That is the first church that I worked at full time. Now, this logo here is the college that I went to. It was Virginia Intermont College. And not only did I get a degree there, but I met a pretty cool lady at that school, too. Oh, wait, I messed up. Yeah. No, and this is Hope United Methodist Church in Rancho Bernardo, where I worked at for about 20 years before, while I went to Fuller Field. These logos on my soul has a place that I have experienced growing up at. We all experience growing up at different places. Do you still go to the same school that you started out at? Probably not. Do you still play on the same sports teams that you started with? Probably not. Every time that we go to a new place and we try new things, we learn more about ourselves and when we motivate ourselves, ourselves to go to new places to do those things we learn more things and and even find cool so every time you go to a new place you, you'll start somewhere and you'll end up somewhere else just remember every new place and a new experience is a new place for god to teach you something new about yourselves okay all right let's join them in the prayer together dear god thank you for taking me to new places and showing me new things about me. Amen. All right, enjoy Sunday school with Miss Jan today. Have a good night. It's good to see you all. Voices of Praise is taking their well deserved break for the summer, but doesn't mean we get to take a break from singing. So this Sunday, we're going to do a hymn sing. We haven't done this in a while. So take your hymnals, and we're going to choose some songs based on your selections. But if any of you have always wanted to come up and lead music, this is a time. So we invite any of you who would like to come up front and help us lead out in the hymn sing. So with that, Pastor is going to go ahead and take your requests. Crystal. Whoever, whoever picks the first song has to sing with me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to come up and help lead? Oh, that's
Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Please remain standing as you join me in the call to worship. Awake and be satisfied. God is with us today. We cry to God, call him for guidance and blessings. Awake and be satisfied. God is with us now. We come to Christ to seek refuge in hell. Awake and be satisfied. Christ is at our side. We yearn for the Spirit, searching for truth and strength. Awake and be satisfied. The Spirit dwells within us. We await to the day of blessings. Thanks be seated. Please be seated. Please remain standing. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Sunday aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> Because we need your blessings, Holy One. Struggle with us, wrestle with us, strive with us until dawn, O oh Lord. We need your blessings, O oh God, and we will not let you go until you bless us.
morning, church family. It's a pleasure to see you all with uh, happy faces. You know, despite all this happy uncertainty that we look to everyone, we might have some burdens or struggles in our lives that we are not able to get rid of. Something that really um, burden you and trouble you all the time. And at some point you will feel, will God ever forgive me for what I've done? And, and as uh, hard as you think that, oh, I want to go to this, but am I worthy? But Jesus said, come to me and I will, I will touch you and make you whole again. Genesis 
32 verses 3 to 6. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He instructed them, this is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with, with Laban and have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I'm sending this message to my Lord, that I may find favor in his eyes. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you, and 400 men with him. Genesis 32, verses 9 to 12. Then Jacob prayed, O God, my father Abraham, God, my father Isaac, Lord, you said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I have only my staff when I crossed the Jordan, but now I have become to come, to camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come back and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper, and I will make you descendants like sand and of the sea, which cannot be counted. Genesis 32, verses 22 to 31. Jacob wrestles with God. The night of that night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It was because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his head. The word of God for the people of God. There are different times that I, I come forward just after our liturgist reads, and I either say, congratulations, you got a short one, or God bless, I gave you the long one, but now I have a new one. I need to remember to pass God's blessings on the ones that have to interpret the names of towns and Old Testament names and share them during the reading. Amazing, and you, you always do a fantastic job. All of our liturgists work very hard, and Andy actually helps us arrange our liturgies. A lot of you don't know that. So I'm very grateful for the work that you do to have someone up here to interpret the word, to say the hard words, to lose their breath in the longer scriptures, or to shout hallelujah when it's a short one. But thank you for everything you do for us, Andy. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we are all on journeys, and sometimes we want to go back to places that we worry will be uncomfortable. Sometimes we need to move away from places that are comfortable to the uncomfortable places so that we can find our wholeness in our being. Today, God, as we look at Jacob, we pray that you help us see your presence. Help us to see you in the places where we are afraid to move to. Help us to see your place where we're comfortable. Precious God, help us to see your presence when we struggle with you. 
In your Son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. I want to ask you a question, and I won't ask you to raise your hands, even though I almost was this close to ask you to raise your hands. But I won't. How many of you had just super, super fantastic unicorn and rainbow weeks last week? No worries, no concerns. You woke up every morning, you got up, you ran out the door smiling and beaming with great joy, with no issues or concerns or problems at all. If you did, hallelujah. But I would also venture to say maybe if you did, you were in the minimum. It is a blessing to wake up and to breathe every day. And I have dear friends. Actually, I have one dear friend who isn't here today. I was going to ask her how she was. And her response back would be, I'm blessed. And there is a reality in that answer. Because even if we did not have a week full of unicorns and rainbows, we still exist within the reality that blessings travel with us in our frustrations. I want us to look at that as we look at this life of Jacob because it's not just this moment that we see Jacob, one, being worried about going back to a place that he's called to go to because he's worried about the fears and the consequences of going back. He's not just worried about them. He's already receiving reports of what's waiting for him as he goes back. But there is a call to go to this place because to go to that place produces blessings. I want us to look at the life of Jacob because that journey is not just this moment. There are accounts in the Old Testament of Jacob and Esau wrestling each other in the womb. And God bless Rebecca for having to deal with that. Two souls and two siblings so conflicted with each other that they're fighting each other before that they are out moving around and learning about living. Some of us have children that we wonder if they fought against each other before that they came into existence. Thankfully, I don't have that problem. My kids like each other. But I've seen other siblings that I wondered if they were actually related because they had nothing to we see that struggle in the accounts of Jacob's journey, and, and we read about it as they go to Isaac for the, for the rights of their inheritance, and we see the fight and the struggle exist in that narrative of who deserves what and why, and who does what and why to get. There's this conflict upon conflict that exists in Jacob's journey all the way to the point that we get to this narrative today that Andy has read, that we literally see him wrestling with God to move closer towards the blessings. We don't all exist in rainbows and unicorns. We don't all wake up happy. We all love our children, but we don't always like them. And we work through these moments that we struggle with God. We literally wrestle with our emotions and our feelings and our being to try to work and struggle to get to the places that we feel God is calling us to be. We just don't understand it in the moment. It feels like too much work. It feels like too much effort. It feels like that we literally, as the psalmist would write, we literally have to intentionally walk through the valley of the shadow of death so that we can make it to the table beside still waters and find our place of wholeness and comfort. The journey is not easy, but what I want to share with you all, it definitely is worth it. It definitely is worth it. We begin to see things within ourselves. We begin to grow and transform within ourselves. That we begin to see identities and traits and understandings and celebrations in our lives. That we would have never have reached if it had not been for the journey 
that we went on. For a few weeks, we're going to start looking at the book of Romans coming up. And I shared with you in last week's sermon this narrative of the Apostle Paul, who was called to go to a place that he was frightened to go to because they were waiting for him because they knew his identity, at least in the moment. This journey to a place of fear and worry exists all throughout Scripture as Saul, the tent maker, the persecutor, goes on the road to Damascus and has his eyes open to the reality of God. That exists within this narrative as well of Jacob, who has had this history upon history of family conflict. He's being called to go to receive blessings in a place that he is afraid to go to because of not just the spiritual battle, the physical battle that he will have to face by going there. Now, thankfully in our lives, when they're not all rainbows and unicorns, thankfully, not every journey that we exist on exists within a physical battle. But sometimes our emotional conflicts, our emotional confusion, our emotional frustrations we would prefer to be punched in the face than to deal with the emotional issues that we deal with. Right now, God bless, I want to pray for Crystal's tooth work because I'm watching her in physical pain in the back row. And I hope it's not my sermon that's making you make that face. But I see people in physical pain who feel better than people that wander and suffer in the emotional pain. Imagine the emotional pain that Jacob is dealing with in this journey back. The emotional pain of going to the 100 servants and warriors that's waiting with his brother. 400, excuse me. The journey of dealing with everything that he's ever done so that he can be blessed by going there. To be called to do something that you don't want to do. But you get there and you do it and you see the immense blessings that are brought prosperous because of it. I'll draw it back into the New Testament narrative that I shared with you last week. If I was Saul the tent maker who was present at the stoning of Stephen, the person that was present in the murder of a person that followed the new way, and I had my eyes open to go out and be the advocate of that, and I knew everybody waiting on me knew me as a persecutor, God and I would probably have to wrestle all night long until daybreak too. And I still think God would have to do more than break my hip to make me do it. There's an immense amount of fear and worry that exists within our journey because of the mistakes that we've made. And because of the changes we experience. And then it becomes convincing others that those changes are real and prosperous and true. It's a hard journey. We only know what we know. We only know what we experience in the moment. We only know individuals for who they have been up to specific pivotal points in their lives. And we only know people by what they tell us in the moment. We have to trust if it's true or not. See, the emotional journey for Jacob wasn't so much just Jacob's, but it was Isaac and Rebecca and Esau and, and as Gilligan and Solomon used to say, and the rest. There's more siblings in the family. For Paul's journey on the road to Damascus, it's more than just a realization between he and God and having the, his eyes open to the reality of what is. He then has to go and share this experience with people that are waiting for him to hurt them, and they want to hurt him back. It's a hard journey. It's a scary journey. But it happened. And because it happened, we still celebrate a Redeemer today. I want you to think about the worst moment in your lives. I don't want you to think about why that it's not rainbows and unicorns, but I want you to think about the worst moment in your lives. I want to share with you a reality. You're sitting in this room right now. That worst moment did not win. 
Sometimes we wrestle all night long within ourselves that we compare things to the worst, that we don't see the best that could come from them. Jacob could have stayed. Jacob could have stayed. Jacob was physically transformed in this battle, but Jacob kept going. The Apostle Paul, Saul, could have stayed. There could have still been this harmful tent maker, but they went on the journeys anyway. And they got to a place, even though it was full of fear and worry and frustration for them, they got there. And they became who we are. I am grateful every day that I have the book of Romans and Philippi and Titus and Galatians, all these wonderful books that existed after a transitioning moment of an individual who once hated something so deeply but then found his love and passion for it later. It's the journey and the transition that creates the wholeness of it all. Is, is my head set on? Can you hear me? That's why I wore this stole today. I, I, this cat right here that went to Lone Oak Baptist Church is not the same guy that's up here at North Coast United Methodist Church. If we look at our lives for what we understand in the moment as reality, then we don't try things. The dyslexic kid that didn't think that he would go to college would have never gotten a music degree at Virginia Intermont College and the master's degree at Fuller Theological Seminary. And God bless the shy kid that couldn't speak to one person at Long Oak wouldn't be standing in front of everybody here today sharing this message with you. It's the journey that makes the transformation. It's the journey that helps us find the wholeness. And there was fear from Axton to Bristol, and there was fear from Bristol to from Axton to Rancho Bernardo. And I, I'll share with you, there's fear standing right in front of people at 1501 Kelly Street right now. But it's the journey that has gotten there. And the reality of not existing within that fear and moving on into it is the reality of what Jacob dealt with as he wrestled with God. People share with me as I share with them my deep love for my faith and my deep love for who that I have become in faith. Hey, Drew, I don't like God. I don't like what God's done to me. And you know what I say back to them? You know what? I don't like God either. But I have gone on this path that I have been willing to as Jacob's name translates from Israel, I have been willing to struggle with God. And it's through that willingness to struggle with God that I am who I am right now. And I may wake up tomorrow morning mad at God, but me and God are pretty cool later in the afternoon, and we all work it out because we wrestle against each other. And thank goodness that he doesn't break my hip in the process. It's the willingness to be in the struggle. It's the willingness to go through the journey. It's the willingness to say, I'm not going to, it's the willingness not to say, I'm not going to fight you today. It's the willingness to say, okay, God, let's go. And let's see who's on top at the end of the day. God always wins, but we get better because of it. I want us to think about that in this situation. I want us to think about it even in the levels of doubt, and I'll close with this because this will lead into our time of communion. There's times that we wrestle with doubt and we wrestle with, should I do it? The, the, the wise man would not go off on his own and walk through 400 troops to get a blessing. The wise man that stoned Stephen would not go on the Damascus road to a place that's waiting to extract revenge for what it, that he's done. There has to be doubt and worry and concern with all that. But when I am in moments of doubts and worries and concerns, I think about the Gethsemane prayer that Jesus Christ shared. 
And I think if the man that died and was buried and raised for my sins, even that guy said, should I be doing this? <laughs> Father, take this cup away from me. Even Jesus Christ had those moments that Jesus Christ wrestled with God. And thank God he didn't stop either. Continue for the journeys, continue for the blessings, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. As we move into our time of Holy Communion, please remember in the United Methodist Church, we serve an open communion. This could be your first time in any church, and there is a place for you in our time of celebration. You can have a terrible night that was not full of rainbows and unicorns, and there's still a place for you at the table. If you would open your hymnals, please, to page 13. And any age and any level of faith understanding is also welcome at the table. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. And we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, O Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth, and all the company in heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant in water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He raised the cup. He gave thanks to you, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. That Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. I lost my spot. <laughs> Pour out your Holy Spirit on us, gathered here on these gifts of bread and cup. Make us, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through Jesus, through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Please come forward and receive the gifts. Remember, if you're not ready, I, I do have some of the pre-made cups for everyone's cup levels. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ.